This episode is brought to you by All Influence Management. We are a creator-first influencer agency that knows your audience's trust is your first priority. So our first priority is giving you your time back so that you can focus on creating. Whether you are a multi-hyphenate with multiple streams of income or just want to outsource your partnership management, our team will take over the start to finish of inbox management, contracting, negotiation, invoicing, and ensuring you get rebooked by your brand partners again and again. If you are a creator with over 50K on Instagram, head to allinfluencemgmt.com listed in the show notes to fill out a form and jump on a call with our team to determine if it's a good fit. Welcome to Brand Meet Creator Podcast with me, Harley Jordan, and Sonia Elise. A place where we pull back the curtain and the trashy filters on the influencer marketing industry. So pull up a chair and grab a notebook. It's time to shed some light on the ever-changing Instaverse. Welcome back to another episode of Brand Meet Creator Podcast. And today I have an ultra special guest who probably doesn't want to be here. (laughs) My co-founder at All Influence Management, Chase. So Chase, let's start this conversation. What are you loving on social media right now? Well, thanks for having me on the show. It took you long enough to invite me on. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) (laughs) But right now I'm loving the, as you know, I'm a big Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon fan. So the whole, what is your drink of choice, Negroni, (laughs) all of that, all the spinoffs coming from that voiceover always gets me. Okay. I didn't know that it was them until like last week. Wow, you must not be that big I of a binged, fan. I binged the whole HBO Max page and watched all of their <laughs> interviews, and I didn't even recognize Rhaenyra. Well, did you finish the show? Because they are yes. different <laughs> actresses. <laughs> it is confusing. They go through multiple actresses of the same character in one season. So, so what is your drink of choice? <laughs> I like a good g and I'm pretty basic. Mm. What's yours? calorie friendly um i'd go with the moscow mule probably oh yeah we're on the same page i used to be an ipa girl but now i'm gluten-free so Mm, (laughs) mm. i'm a hazy ipa guy hence the the name of the puppy hazy i like anything yeah like a fruity ipa all about it can't can't do it anymore (laughs) gives me the worst headache on the face of the planet even if i have like three sips well if you like it like it. Let's jump right into this episode and talk about scaling your business and building your brand as a creator. So Chase and I have this agency where we've brought on these influencers. And, you know, I feel like, Chase, we're not like your typical agency. (laughs) Hype self up. Because a lot of what we do is surrounded by brand moves. The conversations that we have with our creators are how can we make your brand bigger and create yet another stream of influence or stream of income monetization. <laughs> yeah, income. Yeah, I, and I think the way that we run our agency is much more with the long-term vision of our influencers and keeping their know, career and influencer brand as a whole in mind rather than 
the immediate PR and short-term monetization through brand deals, which can often lead to somewhat of the disalignment of their brand and not a real strategy towards where they may in the long term want to be taking you know their personal brand and their individual businesses and that's what we like to do is you know focus on that with each individual influencer on our roster and see what that specific you know long term vision is and those potential opportunities through brand building can look like for them i i think it's so crazy how I mean, I don't know about your mindset, but my my mindset has changed over the last couple of years around long-term efforts versus short-term gain. And I've really had to pull back and say, okay, hold up. Like this, this tagging of this brand for free on my story or this money that I'm going to invest in whatever, we're not thinking about this month. We're not even, maybe not even thinking about this year. We're thinking about three years down the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's funny to see where people are are coming in at. A lot of different influencers coming in with the expectation of, you know, where is, you know, I want a specific brand deal right away. And we kind of have to take them a step back and think about, okay, how can we position your feed, your brand, your image everything else around you, whether it's your podcast, your individual business Mm -hmm. to reach that specific goal of where you want to take it because it isn't a short-term immediate fix working with an agency that can just say, okay, here's your deal with, you know, Athletic Greens or Nike or Spotify or whoever the big brand is. So there's a lot, I think that goes into it that a lot of people would just assume that, it, it happens a little bit quicker and a little more automatic with these big brands. And it's just, here's a deal. And, you know, that just kind of works right away. At the end of the day, everyone's going to tell us that they want to work with Apple and Disney and, mm-hmm. you know, Lululemon. Like, of course you do. But how can you set that up long term? And I think I think where we see this attraction marketing be so pivotal is not just not just brand deals, but every other thing that they're doing. If you want to be in speaking gigs, if you want to be on podcasts, if you want to be in, you know, whatever else, you have to start priming your audience and you kind of have to like fake it till you make it. I hate, I hate that term. (laughs) Well, it's not necessarily faking it till you make it. It's like displaying who you want to be and who you are in a better way than just the spam outbound emails. So it's proving to that audience that you are that person that they want rather than having an agent or an assistant or a brand manager just sending out, you know, pumping a ton of emails to every single other agent representing the other side saying, here, hire my person, hire my my influencer, hire my speaker, pay them this amount of money without you actually showing them. So the more that you can push the attraction marketing side, display what you're actually worth to them first, rather than expecting them to pay you. And then you show them after, you know, it, it just leads to more authentic opportunities with brands. And it leads to, I think, just more opportunities in general. I think it's really this show me instead of telling me. 
Exactly. I don't I don't want to be told that you're good at something. I want I want to see it with my own eyes. And we've really transitioned in the last year away from even I feel like you all are going to be shocked away from pitching because it's just not the same as relationship building. If I go to a brand, even if, you know, it actually is my influencer's favorite, and I say, this person wants to be paid $4,000 by you. It's going to be like, hmm, okay, so you want something for me. Great. Mm -hmm. But on the flip side, if we're tagging them, if we're building the relationship, if we're really doing our due diligence there, and we actually know the product. We're making sure that we're following them. We're we're interacting with their social media. You know what? It's more likely that they're going to come to us then. And you know what I can say when that brand comes to me? I can say it's not four thousand. It's six thousand. <laughs> and there's more likelihood of just creating a better relationship with them in general that can lead to longer term deals, bigger deals. And the pitching, there is still pitching, but it comes essentially after the relationship building Mm -hmm. instead of the other way around where we pitch and then we try to build the relationship together if, you know, that does start to to follow through. But the more that we can build that relationship first will lead to a better and more effective pitch later on. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. So as a growing influencer that's thinking about stepping into this next this next phase of attraction marketing what is what's your biggest piece of advice so first my advice would be to assess you know your current situation and understand what level of outsourcing you need to move forward whether that is working mm. with an agent if you have a you know a certain follower account maybe you lack the amount of time or energy to be handling emails yes. and invoices and your calendar or you lack the industry knowledge of really how to negotiate how to pitch how to be you know getting that relationship building started with these brands then you may need an agent i mean you know what i think is pretty funny is that uh, so many of our clients are so proficient at the pitching and knowledge of their industry and all of that. Like Darcy's a career coach. Mm-hmm. Darcy, one of our clients, she's amazing, is a career coach. She knows how to negotiate. She knows how to do all of that. She's not coming to us for industry knowledge. And sure, like we can handle some of the like pit, uh, the contracting things. Like I'm sure there's some things that we throw in that, you know, comes with the trade, but she technically could do it herself. She comes to us because of her time. And that's such a smart business move. Yeah. I mean, that just speaks to the ability to scale, right? If you can't outsource those things that you don't need to be spending your time on, whether that is you lack really in any of those areas, whether it was the industry knowledge, the time, the energy, um, then using someone like an agent or an assistant or a brand manager can really allow you to put more efforts into creating more content, posting more ads, you know, getting more and more of those deals locked into place rather than spending more of that time trying to finalize them or try to manage that inbox and get back to all of these PR emails and all of that. So assessing your situation and understanding where you are in terms of what you need to outsource so that you can scale is Mm going to be kind of the first step. 
And then from there, let's say you do have an agent and you're now focused on moving the ball forward and scaling your brand. There's a variety of things that you can do from creating a podcast to building a online community to yeah, creating products of your own. We just had a lovely client of ours um, head to the final steps of self-publishing a prayer journal, which is amazing. Um, we're in talks with a couple others about a coffee table book and a, uh, what else? Like a manifestation journal. There's so many options. I just created sweatshirts. And I think all of these big brand moves, it's not really, it's not something that I'm doing for, I mean, personally, it's not something that I'm doing for money. It's as a PR move and a, another stream of income and a way to just get my name out there, just get my brand out there. Yeah. So when when we look at all of those opportunities, whether it is merch or a journal or a digital download or an online community through something like Winnow, all of those opportunities really just further accentuate your brand to your audience and to those other brands mm-hmm. who are looking at you on your feeds and understanding really who you are and what you represent. And the more that you have those additional side brands being built that allows you to scale your personal mm-hmm. brand business as a whole, but also allows you to further display the exact credibility, the exact niche, the exact audience who your brand speaks yep. to and is for, which makes it right. a stronger presence. That you for actually want. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I think it's such a mistake the the people that come to us with I don't know. I have a lot of conversations with people with 5,000 to, I don't know, 20,000 followers who really aren't ready for a management agency quite yet. They don't really need to be signed. And they come to us saying like, I don't know how to do X, Y, and Z. And I just like, I need help. And I think there's a lot of power in doing in taking these other steps beforehand in learning the ropes and learning what else you can do because if you're just planning to rely on someone else to bring you brand partnerships that doesn't feel any kind of stable i mean it takes a while and that can just be because a brand perfect brand for you doesn't have a campaign going on right this second. Like there's a lot of, a lot of things outside of you, outside of anyone's control. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It takes a long time to build a following, to build a loyal community. Even if you have leveled up to that hundred K mark and above, there still might not be the perfect campaign for you because of the brand, not Mm -hmm. knowing what you represent. And if they have a specific campaign and they don't necessarily have you in mind or have your specific brand in mind, then it could, can take a long time for, you know, the right thing to fall into your lap, which is why we try to stress the, the strategy of putting your brand out there in a more strategic way, which if you are kind of in that lower following area, then there are certain things like go, taking one of your courses and getting somewhat of that coaching and oh, strategy <laughs> at that stage. Subtle plug. <laughs> so that way you can, you know, progress into that that growth opportunity. And once you do have that growth opportunity 
and you start working with, you know, whether it's us or any other agency to have, you know, that further strategy and further brand building once you're kind of there already. Right. I think it comes down to, you know, if you have under 50K and I'm talking to myself here too, you really should be focusing on finding that other stream of income other than promotional posts. And I'm not saying that, you know, there's not a career potential at that point, but can you be doing UGC? Can you be walking around to local businesses and offering up your service? How can you get those people on retainer to have a more stable income? Because if you're depending on going into a recession, that these marketing budgets are going to be huge and they're going to continue to want to pay these smaller creators, I just think that's delusional. I think that we have to prime ourselves for reach just means less nowadays. You know, we've had a couple years of having viral growth on TikTok, viral growth on Instagram, and now's the time to really hone in on that and say, what can I do for me? Yeah, I think there's a lot of work smarter, not harder strategies that at any level of the following an influencer can start utilizing to whether that is like make more money from that following or, you know, really have an impact with that brand. Um, I have a lot of these conversations with my podcast production company for all of those hosts there that all think, well, I need to grow my following, grow my listenership so I can get ads. And it's similar with influencers. They they really mm-hmm. want to focus on growing their yes. following so that they can get ads. And they think that is going to be the primary source of income. And when you look at what the ad numbers look like, there's a lot of other opportunities there. I think that can be more scalable. Um, Give for us your, an example. So, because I know I know that you have one one client that does a lot of ads and you have someone with lower viewership that makes a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a ton of different ways that a podcast can make money. Um, some being with paid ads, some being with affiliate marketing, some being with using it as a funnel to everything back to them, which I think is the most lucrative way. Of, yeah. That's the, yeah. the best use of a podcast is to drive it back as a funnel to everything that you have to offer um, rather than trying to build up another business at a, you know, $25 cost per thousand downloads rate. Right. And somewhat similar in the influencer world low. as well. Exactly. It's too low. Exactly. When you could be taking more of that money for yourself, you know, why use that ad space to only be serving some of these big brands at a small rate. And there's somewhat of that as well that can go into the influencer world. And that's why I think we try to stress not just the opportunity to get ads, but the opportunity to build your brand and be more efficient and be able to scale the brand as a whole rather than just trying to serve other brands. But for example, yeah, we have a show that is receiving you know upwards of 10,000 downloads per episode and primarily monetizes that that is pretty impressive and primarily monetizes through paid flat rate upfront ads um a lot of ads Mm -hmm. like better help and some of these big Mm -hmm. podcast ad companies and unfortunately you know most of those ad rates are around 25 to 30 dollars per thousand um and it's Mm -hmm. not 
that easy either to be getting all of these ads in place. So all of the, the work that goes into locking these ads in, if you get two of those ads per episode, which is pretty good, then you're looking around $300 per ad. That's around, you know, 500 to $600 per episode. Mm -hmm. You know, that ends up being 2,000, 2,500 bucks, which is a great side income for a podcast. But, you know, a lot of times Mm -hmm. that isn't going to be necessarily paying your bills um, as a full-time creator. So that would be just an add-on to your- Production. Yeah, you have production costs still. You have agency costs still if your podcast is working with an agency. So there's just a lot that goes into that. And that's for a very successful show at 10,000 downloads. Whereas we have other shows and that show as well has, you know, online communities and other ways to monetize Mm -hmm. their show where you have a thousand downloads an episode, but you have an online community attached to it or a journal attached to it or a individual, you know, group cohort coaching course attached to it where you can start funneling literally 2% of that 1000 downloads per episode following directly into all of your services, which might be all the marketing that you need to really be growing your individual brand into that next level. Right. And if a program is, you know, a thousand bucks, you know, how many of those listeners do you really need to buy your program to beat, to beat that, ad spend every every month. I mean, it's not hard. You know, so I think I think this really comes down to our, our takeaway here as we wrap up is that really solidifying your personal brand, building a personal brand here. I I get the question a lot. Whenever I say personal brand, I, this is actually a pet peeve of mine. Whenever I say personal brand, I always get people coming in and saying, "Wait, but I don't have a brand." And I'm like, no, but wait, you're like, you're building this thing that's centered around your face and your personality and all of the things that you do and treating it like that is pivotal at this point. I mean, that's what's going to take you to the next level. Yeah, I totally agree. So if you're in that position and you're thinking about the next moves and potentially coming to work with us. Our roster is still expanding. So if you have over 50K, let's jump on a call. Let's have a conversation. Let's break down what what we can do together and if it's a good fit. And if that's not you, that's fine. Thanks for hanging out. We appreciate you being here every single week. And if you loved this episode, rate and come hang out with me in DMs. Talk about what you want to hear next. Our podcast is produced and managed by Upstarter Pods. If you're looking to grow your business, increase your credibility in your niche, or attract a larger and more loyal community to your brand, then you should be starting a podcast. Upstarter works with busy entrepreneurs, business owners, and side hustlers just like you and customizes your plan to fit your time availability, budget, and goals. They're also running a massive discount until the end of 2020 for new launches. So you can find the right fit for you and your business. Go to upstarterpods.com or click the link below in the show notes.